Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Town Sounds Oral History Podcast, celebrating the musical heritage of Kirklees. This episode is entitled Tying Threads Together, South Asian Music in Kirklees. I'm your host, Sam Hodgson, a musician and oral historian based in Kirklees. If you can't quite recall anything that I mentioned throughout this podcast, check out the description. It should all be in there. This episode will introduce you to local festivals, organisations, musicians and pieces of music, all connected to the South Asian music scene in Kirklees. We'll hear firsthand the inside stories of the South Asian music scene from some of the people at the heart of it. Our speakers today, then, will be Swaranjit Kaur from the Huddersfield Bullion Ensemble, Hardeep Singh Sahota, a local Bangra dancer and enthusiast, Kesa Mahmood, the founder of Sangam Radio, Supriya Nagarajan, the founder of Manasamitra, and Ranjit Kaur, a.k.a. Radical Sister, the daytimer DJ. We'll also get the opportunity to listen to some Bangra, Indian classical and Bollyar tracks, all made here in Kirklees. And we'll also find out about the history of local underground raves that happened in the middle of the day. I think a lot of people would come, but then a lot of people would be praying that their parents didn't find them because it was so close. So then if there was something in Bradford, they'd quite happily go to Bradford because their mum's not likely to come out of the house and kind of drive down the road and see you going in because Huddersfield's a bit smaller. So people were, you know, kind of like, it'd have to be very kind of creative, I think. And there's this emergency exit door and people used to go through there. But me, I just used to just go in straight. I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm playing music. But a lot of people did have a problem with that. But you know what? Sometimes you have to break barriers to get things done. First off, a little history to warm us up. The first migration of South Asian people to the UK happened a long, long time ago. But more people moved over during the Industrial Revolution, the Second World War, and in recent years. According to 2021 census data, the percentage of people identifying as Asian or Asian British in Kirklees is more than double the national average. The majority of those people identify as having a Pakistani or Indian ethnicity. Also, in Kirklees, Punjabi, Urdu and Gujarati are the second, third and fourth most spoken languages. South Asian culture, therefore, has had a significant impact on the local area for years, and a good portion of that culture comes in the form of music. One of the reasons why West Yorkshire has been historically connected to a large South Asian population is because of its woolen cloth industry. This history of woolen cloth is celebrated by a Kirklees-wide festival called Woven, which occurs every two years, with smaller events in between. It celebrates the science and innovation of textiles in the local community. Once in a while, it commissions artworks and musical compositions, and that's what I'm going to talk about first. In 2019, the festival worked alongside Home Firth Arts Festival to commission, produce and perform woven into song. This song was produced by Boff Whaley in collaboration with Hardeep Singh Sahota and Mandeep Samra. It was a celebration of migration stories of the South Asian communities through an art form called bolia, which is a style of female vocal music. Bolia, also known as bolis, are sung mainly in unison in a semi-narrative form to express typical situations and emotions. The language is Punjabi. The instruments often include the dolak, claps, pots and pans, bells and shakers. 
Before we continue learning about this art form, we should probably hear some. So here we go. This is woven into song. My dear beloved, I spend all of my day tying the broken threads together again with knots. I pass the whole day long just tying these threads together. I think of you at every moment of the day. Alas, this silly bell does not ring until evening. Bolia has sung at celebratory events such as weddings, birthdays and annual harvest festivals. They are often light-heartedly and sometimes playfully mocking a person attending the celebrations. Don't take my word for it though. This is our first oral history snippet from Swaranjit Kaur. Meet up with other people from back home and talk about it. It's reminiscing when you are thinking and there are bullying on that as well. So there are bullying on every single emotion or feeling you could feel, uh, happy or sad. But more or less, they are expressed in a joyous way. You could dip in and out of sadness and then you bring it back to the happiness, you know. So it's like a daughter leaving her home when she got married and with mother and how much she misses her. That That is sad feeling. However, then bring it back to the home she's come to and everything, and you could start singing uh, happy spot. And also, you could be quite cheeky as well, you know, tongue-in-cheek in there too, but not get into trouble. No one takes anything to heart. They say what's said in that circle is left in that circle. As well as woven into song, Swaranjit has also been involved in another piece from the Woven Festival. In 2021, she collaborated in a soundscape called Interwoven. Again, this piece is an effort to bring the stories and voices of mill workers to a musical form. The piece involved the artistic work of Boff Whaley, Hardeep Sahota and Mandeep Samra as well as the Huddersfield Bollion Ensemble, Skelmanthorpe Brass Band and Johnny Campbell. piece of woven music there. Threads truly tied together. Lots of genres, themes and artists all threaded together in one gorgeous 15-minute soundscape. Listen to the full thing on YouTube. Simply search for Interwoven Kirklees. Now then, we've already mentioned Hardeep Singh Sahota several times. It'd be hard to make a podcast about South Asian music in Kirklees without him. Hardeep describes himself as first and foremost a Sikh Yorkshire lad. He is possibly known best for his Bangra dancing 
And here he is being interviewed by the Town Sounds Project. My name's Hardeep Sehota and I'm a second school teacher of art. The genre is, is Bhangra, and Bhangra um, is a form of music and a form of dance. It comes from the Punjab, so where my parents, grandparents are from, and they've brought that musical heritage with them, and that's kind of influenced me from an early childhood. Um, at parties and at weddings, really, really enjoying the wedding scene with, with the Bhangra always first one on the dance floor and really kind of enjoying it. So a lot of the Bollywood influence came through the films. Um, the music itself came through on light records and that was predominantly Bangra music or Punjabi Sangeet, so Punjabi folk music. We'd have a, a, a record player playing. We used to have to travel to Birmingham to collect our records um, in the early days. And then um, Bradford, when it, you know, a little bit more kind of, later on in like the 70s early 80s so yeah so the music came in on vinyl and that was you know the first way we actually enjoyed bangra and then unless it was played live but what is bangra bangra is a folk dance which means that no one person invented it but instead the dance slowly and organically developed over a number of years. Other similar folk dances were used before it and gradually this dance became popular. In the case of Bangra, it became popular during the harvest season in Punjab. Like other folk dances of the area, Bangra relies on the beat of the doldrum for its foundation. And the doldrum sounds like this. Since those early folk roots, Bangra has developed across time and across place and now means something different to every person listening. An academic, now known better for being a member of parliament, Rupa Hook sums up British Bangra in her 2006 journal Asian Cool Bangra and Beyond. She says... British Bangra music is Punjabi folk and Western pop shoved in the rock and roll blender at high speed. In its recorded and live forms, it is cross-cultural musical expression, a subculture hailing from the twin sites of turn-of-the-century urban Britain and the subcontinent, inextricably bound up with the identities of 1990s UK-Asian youth. There are lots of forms of Bangra, and we're lucky in Kirklees to have some examples of it. This short snippet of music is produced by Gopal Singh Orjula, a.k.a. Gupsi. Gupsi released his debut album, Out of Nowhere, in 2005. And here is a section of a song off that album, Gabru Gulab Warga, by Gupsi Orjula. And 
here is a more recent single, simply named Bangra. Bangra scene has a fascinating history, in fact far too intricate and nuanced to fit into this short podcast attempting to cover a wide range of musics. But one of the most publicised trends of Bangra, as seen in films such as Blinded by the Light, is the phenomenon of daytimers. In the late 80s and early 90s, Asian youths across the country would skip college to go to nightclubs, but in the middle of the day. DJs at these daytime parties would play new Asian music from across the globe as young truants dance the day away. Underrepresented in this scene but extremely important to it were the sisters smashing stereotypes by spinning vinyl. They were DJing to the rebellious Asian youth who were keeping this exciting musical secret from their parents and the wider community. One of the nation's most significant DJs of that era was born in Huddersfield in 1969. In an interview with her in Remixing Identities off the turntable, Ranjit Kaur, or Radical Sister as she's known on the scene, tells of how she came to DJing by accident. She played Bangra on a radio station and once DJed at Amela. As one of the only public female Asian DJs, Ranjit had to fight for respect on the scene. And in an interview conducted in 1995, she says, Today, when I go to clubs... I can guarantee that not one guy will hassle me because they all know who I am and they also know that if they do anything, the other guys in the club, whether they know me or not, will not stand for it. And to Town Sounds, she said this. We also had a, an agreement as, a, 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 as girls. We'd go together, we'd stay together, we'd leave together. And that's what we did as a group of women. We always used to travel in packs and we used to travel together and be safe and we'd leave together and we'd never leave anybody behind, ever. But that was by no means the end of the trouble. Ranjit goes on to say... NF, BMP, there were all of those organisations or groups out and about all the time. So as young people of colour, we were all potential targets... So there were a number of difficulties for female British Asian DJs in the 90s. One came from some members of their own community not wanting daytimers to happen. Another came from the DJ scene being historically male-dominated. But a whole other concern came from a culture of racism that spread like disease through 80s and 90s Britain. We'll touch upon this subject again later in the podcast. Partly because of these troubles and discriminations, dance music scenes often remained hidden from mainstream club culture. Like daytimers, much of the early Asian dance scene was conducted underground. This made secret scenes like daytimers oh so important. Here is Radical Sister herself talking to the Town Sounds team people who had access to that kind of music were able to have an outlet because you've got to understand at the time there was no radio stations that played that 
There was no TV programmes that aired that. There was no venues that allowed you to have that. Kind of like you kept hitting a wall every time, nighttime, gig. Are we going to play? No, done, can't do it. Radio, no, can't play it. There's no audience for it. Basically, white, white kind of media didn't see it as a viable option. So we created our own. And so the D DJs, bless them, who had access to that music, because again, it was hard to find. So, you know, they'd travel to London and Birmingham or wherever and get it, because remember, we didn't have it here. Yorkshire didn't have any of that. And so they got it and they brought it back and they played it because they knew, you know, it was worth it. And then when they did, it exploded. People were like, wow, we're coming back there. And then that were it. It came and it happened. As well as daytimers, there was pirate radio. From the late 1980s, Jive FM was the UK's pirate dance music radio station, which regularly played Bangra and other Asian dance music here in Kirklees. Thankfully, though, these days the British Asian music scene is becoming ever more open, publicised and accepted. And once again, Kirklees led the way in the development of Asian broadcast media. Radio Sangam is the UK's most followed Asian music station broadcasting on 107.9 FM across Yorkshire. In the 90s, during Ramadan, members of the Kirklees Asian community used to run a radio station for 28 days a year using an SRSL licence. The son of one of those local radio enthusiasts used to work all the technical aspects of the station while his father and friends hosted. During that month, Kessa, the son, was on 24-hour call for any technical trouble that might occur. After years of ad hoc radio, in 2016, what would become Sangam Radio was granted a five-year licence. All of the responsibility of the station fell on the shoulders of the son, Kessa Mahmood. Here he is, talking about life in North Kirklees in the 80s. My name's Kessa Mahmood. Well, in those days, there was lots of overt racism, lots of difficulties culturally. I remember uh, the rise of the National Front at that time. There was lots of fights in schools, uh, on the streets. Um, and then uh, things became better over time as people became more educated and more tolerant on both sides, I suppose. Having to run just under two miles because I had a, a whole gang chasing me from one town to another, from Batley to Heckmondwike, uh, and, and I was talking to them because I was on that road that night and somebody was in the car with me and I said, oh God, and I remember running up this hill. You know, I, I couldn't run as fast as that now. Like Hardeep and Ranjit, Kessa's first experiences of recorded music are listening to vinyl and falling in love with it. In this interview, he describes his experiences as a teacher and the powerful effect that music has on young people. He says that music can touch lots of people and that he has been in hospices where people have asked for certain types of music and that at funerals, the music can be like a party, a celebration of life or can drive people to tears. Music has the power to bring people together and to cross borders and boundaries. It was partly out of a passion of music that crosses boundaries and brings people together that brought Kessa to Radio Sangam, which simultaneously supports the local community, celebrates South Asian culture and plays the music which lifts people's spirits. The word Sangam 
means come together. Here is Kessa talking to Town Sounds. So Radio Sangam is a community station first. Um, so really, it's, it's driven uh, for the community. It, it tries to support every every community in whatever their needs are. Uh, and so we play lots of diverse music based on demand, really. Uh, lots of people will call in, can you play this because it's, there's a birthday, there's an anniversary, or, or I want to send this to my friend, to my lover, uh, to my parents, to my children, that sort of thing. And, and within that, we, we have lots of shows about well-being, uh, about music history, about uh, where music comes from, about... Uh, and just today, uh, we've had a live band in, in our other studio, uh, playing live music uh, and talking about music. In this studio, uh, one hour ago, we did an interview of somebody from London who's released two new songs. Uh, Punjabi songs and they wanted to talk about their music uh, and we played their songs and talked to them and interviewed them. Two days ago we had A-list uh, Bollywood actors and actresses calling in talking about um, songs within their films so we're really really connected globally and Radio Sang unfortunately because, because of the team, because of the team spirit, because we have such brilliant people uh, around here that love the station, that love the work that they're doing is a global brand um, and, and is, is one where, particularly in, in the Indian subcontinent, is highly, highly recognized and in a lot of countries in the Middle East. So we have people connecting. So last night I was listening to somebody's program and the vast majority of calls were from South Africa. People calling in and saying, oh, really love this song, really love this song. I, I don't really understand this song, but really love it. You know, so it's made the world smaller and much more connected. But the fundamental thing is, that most of the people that call into Radio Singham have got something to do with Kirklees. We get over 1,000 calls a day on a bad day. <laughs> Kessa, alongside his colleague Michelle Hodgson, also helps organise, book and promote Sangam Festival. In 2021, Sangam Festival took place over four different towns. It included interactive workshops, activities for children, heritage trails, lectures, exhibitions and performances from dancers and musicians. One of those performances at the festival was inspired by the undulating landscape of Yorkshire. The music includes flugelhorn, Indian vocals, different languages from the north and south of India, field recordings and electronics. It was performed by Duncan Chapman and Supriya Nagarajan. Supriya Nagarajan and I'm based in Dewsbury, West Yorkshire, originally from India. So in Jersey, so I left a sunny Jersey in a winter morning in April and landed in Dewsbury to about five inches of snow on the ground and I was horrified because I was totally, I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I've come into this place from that, you know, Jersey is of course beautiful beaches and it's, it's wonderful. It's it's a, it's a, it's a really nice uh, picturesque place and 
but it was too small for our needs so we wanted to move into the uk for that purpose but because it's driven by my vision which is i'm the artistic director stroke creative in the company my aim is to transpose and place indian classical music in different contexts through my work with manasamitra so whether i'm doing a creative project in the community or whether i'm doing a performance or devising a music project i would like to use indian influences and work with a diverse range of musicians from across the world and put that together into a, a musical presentation which anybody can enjoy and that's what i've been doing for the last 6 7 years now uh dewsbury is our hometown so my focus is dewsbury and the world literally literally in that order The music that you're listening to is Edale Interlude from the album Dusk Notes by Supriya Nagarajan and Duncan Chapman. Supriya runs Dewsbury-based arts organization Manasamitra, founded in 2005. The name is a Sanskrit translation of Friend of the Mind. The main focus of the company is to place Indian classical music in different contexts. The company works with a diverse range of musicians from across the world to create musical presentations accessible to a wide audience. Manasamitra also curated a project called The Sound of Tea in which Supriya collaborated with Duncan Chapman, James Cave, Karen Defleet, Mark Leighton Bennett and Fefan Huang. This was an immersive and interactive experience between performers, technology, audience and most importantly tea here is supriya discussing these special tea ceremonies and it's got poetry it's got tea ceremony i wanted to create a bespoke tea ceremony for it so we have you know fen fen is uh, an artist a uh, movement artist from liverpool who came to do that with us and then we have we have the music of course we have a set of musicians i worked with a professor in uh, goldsmiths and now he is working for the university college of arts to create tea tables so audiences could cluster around them and they could influence the change in the music so if they touch the tables the signal is fed back to duncan and then the music in the table changes so the music table hums along with us so table improvises so the fifth the, the next improviser the fifth or sixth improviser in the concert is the table itself so we have four of those tables uh, uh, programmed and created specifically for the project so that is the project sound of tea so everybody likes it because you can sit around drink a lot of tea watch the tables and also uh, see some poetry and experience dance everything so it's a multi sensory multi art form project sounds delicious The Manasamitra website describes this project as one with a strong sense of ritual. Much South Asian music is connected to ritual and spirituality. Supriya is trained in a classical South Indian vocal music style called Carnatic music. This form of music is closely linked to Hinduism. And our next musical topic of discussion comes from the Sikh tradition. Kirtan refers to the devotional singing of hymns called shabads from the Sikh sacred scriptures of the Guru Granth Sahib. A kirtan performance includes an accompaniment of musical instruments such as the harmonium and the tabla. This spiritual music brings one into a place of peace, well-being and blissful joy. Here is Hardeep again discussing kirtan and its connection to Kirklees. 
The Punjabi community initially had a small gurdwara in Bath Street and that's where we you know where they first started having regular ceremonies and, and prayers and that's where you'd hear the kirtan people could come and enjoy kirtan and then after that there were there were two gurdwaras so one at Springwood and that was you know quite central to the bus station actually the other gurdwara was in Far Town because a lot of the community actually lived in Far Town so it was easier for them to kind of access so a lot of kirtan would actually be heard there as well and between the two gurdwaras over time there's been you know lots of fantastic kind of collaborations when there's a nagar kirtan you'd have the guru granth sahib which is our uh, holy book um taken from one gurdwara to the other and that's where you'd hear kirtan out in the public hymns are sung as this procession is taken from one gurdwara to the other the other ways you can usually hear kirtan is at people's houses so regularly there'll be like classes um kupsi ojala and his family were quite um you know instrumental in developing you know the soundscape of of that kirtan music because he taught hundreds and hundreds of children over the last few decades and they've had that really kind of positive influence and you get s- children still nowadays having their own little classes within houses so in far town there's a small house they've got a guru granth sahib there and they have these services where the youngsters are kind of really into singing the kirtan you know lots of passion lots of vigor and it's really energizing to to kind of hear that That music playing was Vasaki Nigar Kirtan. This is just a tiny snapshot of the musical influence that the South Asian community has in Kirklees. And yet, just in this podcast, we've discussed different types of events, two festivals, two radio stations, four musical organisations, and an impressive number of local musicians. We've heard from five people doing their bit to boost the diversity and quality of musical culture in the local area. You might have noticed, however, a huge omission in this episode, in that none of the music discussed was explicitly from the Islamic tradition. The majority of people identifying as South Asian in Kirkley is a Muslim, so we'd love to hear from anyone from that culture and tradition that is involved in something amazing and musical. Get in touch. Thank you everyone for listening to another podcast in our 12-part series exploring a wide range of Kirkley's music scenes. I hope you've enjoyed it. In this episode, we've heard, alongside other things, some traditional music that is happening in Kirklees. You might call genres like kirtan and bolia folk music. If you've enjoyed that part of the episode, then keep your ears open for episode 5 of this series, Living Tradition. Hear about other folk music happening in the area from the experts, like this clip from local Bauron player Aidan Kilroy. Well, the nice thing about music is you can bring it anywhere, and um, so whenever you see a whistle, you just pick it up, and all this stuff comes flooding back to you. So you can just go on and do those those things. I can hear them, I can see them all, and they're quite nice. Um, so yeah, I remember coming over to England and uh, meeting up with our Irish people and in a, in a place, and then you pick up a whistle and you play that, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, the dawning of the day, we know." 
that, you know, everybody kind of knows. It's, it's, it's just a, an entry into, into uh, social gatherings, isn't it? Remember, full recordings of all the conversations heard throughout this episode are available at the West Yorkshire Archive Service. You've been listening to the Town Sounds Oral History Podcast. This has been episode four, Tying Threads Together. It has been sponsored in part by Sangam Festival. Remember to follow Let's Go Yorkshire and Sam H. Song on Facebook and Instagram. This was a Let's Go Yorkshire and Sam H. Song production. The host and producer was Sam Hudson. The podcast has been supported by Kirklees Year of Music 2023, Kirklees Council and the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Town Sounds explores the musical histories of Kirklees to uncover untold stories through the voices of local people living musical lives. For more information on this podcast, please visit musicinkirklees.co.uk.